Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host... I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. Hello, hello, folks. Listen, I know you've, you've been hearing me complain about this thing for a while now, this heat wave. Okay, this heat wave in sunny Boston, Massachusetts, I am I'm here to admit that we finally did not have a 90 plus degree day, almost 100 degree day It was actually it it stayed somewhere around the 80 degrees, which is still kind of hot for me because I'm a polar bear, but I'll take what I can get, you know, and hopefully everyone out there listening, you're safe, doing all right. Hopefully the weather is not beating you up too much, you know, all this pandemic stuff hopefully uh everyone over there is doing okay folks i am just completely fired up okay i am fired up jack one of my favorite topics women's wrestling you know that i am very passionate about women's wrestling i love pro wrestling but i love women's wrestling especially and you know just a, a quick background here i've been raised in a, in a family of very strong, able women, right? I, I'm used to women being in leadership positions and, and being in positions where they can show the world that not only can they do everything that a man can do, they oftentimes can do it better. So I, from, from day one, these are the examples that I have observed, and this is what I've been taught. This is what I understand is true in life. So when I think about women in sports and when I think about women in sports entertainment, like pro wrestling, please understand folks, my passion comes from the fact that I know for a fact that women are not less than the, the, the floor is women are equal. That's the floor. The ceiling may say something else, right? Women might be a a hell of a lot better than a lot of things that men are. Okay. But the floor is they're equal. So it really disturbs me when I see women being treated as less than, especially from entities that want to present themselves as being woke. And, you know, they're so into the social justice and they're, they're everything to everyone and all this other stuff. And I'm cool with that. You know, I'm an activist in my own right. But, but brothers and sisters, you better come with the realness if you're going to present that stuff. If you're going to claim that water is wet, you better not give me something dry. Okay. And that's what's happening with some of these companies and with AEW, all elite wrestling in particular, their women's wrestling coverage, their support for women's wrestling has been dry, especially on the television program, AEW dynamite. Okay. And, and listen, everybody says I'm a broken record on this issue because I've been saying this from day one. I've been calling them out on this issue from day one. Oh, you're just being negative, Cody Rhodes. Oh, you're just being rude and all this. Okay, Cody, 
You know, Tony Khan, stop raging at us, man. Come on. Okay, Tony. Well, the rest of the community has turned around and, and they're letting AEW know time is up. Calling them out on this stuff, letting it be known that they're fed up with the lack of support for women's wrestling because there are some talented women in that company and they're not getting a fair shake. That's just a fact. Okay. But you know something? As much as I know and want to believe I know, I got to check my own privilege here as a man. And it's like, listen, I, I need to get a lady in here who knows just as much as I do and probably knows a hell of a lot more. Okay. A journalist, a hardworking person, somebody who spends a lot of time doing her research and understanding what's going on, the ins and outs of whatever she pontificates about. So I said, listen, let me get the smooth operator, okay? The lady who runs DDT Divas, let me get somebody to come back on the show and maybe she can let me know if I'm missing something here or she can reinforce what I'm talking about. We're going to find out, okay? So without further ado, welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, Sade. How you doing there, Sade? I'm doing well. Thanks for inviting me, Duke. Listen, you, uh, and, and I say this in, in all sincerity, you're one of my favorite people to interact with, especially about pro wrestling. Uh, you just are a breath of fresh air and someone who is a great thought partner. You challenge my thinking on things with your posts and, and what you write. So it is an honor and a pleasure to have you back on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Before we re really dig into everything, please let everybody know what is DDT Divas and why should they be paying attention to it? DDT Divas is a wrestling website that I started and I, when I was starting it, I was thinking um, in talks with other people, majority women. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a website from the mind of um, me, a woman and other people, majority women um, and, you know, men, just anyone who, you know, to be honest, anyone who enjoys like wrestling, women's wrestling, who, you know, want to look at wrestling from a different, like, point of view. That's fair. That's fair. And, and again, you do a great job with it. And, folks, you definitely want to check out DDT Divas. Um, just incredible uh, written articles and even on, on Twitter. And we'll go over all the social media and website stuff at the end there. But even on Twitter, just really good conversation and questions and what have you. One of my favorite uh, follows for sure. So, so listen, Sade, I, I'm not going to beat around a bush here. Let, let's just jump right into this. All elite wrestling has found themselves in a position where they have marketed themselves as being a company that's going to take women's wrestling seriously. They've promoted the fact that they're serious about diversity. They claim that they're going to pay women equally. All of these things, and yet... What we're seeing, especially on their television platform, this is the most valuable entity that they have for the company. This is the thing that's actually making them money. What we see on their television platform is them pathologically only giving us one women's match per week, and oftentimes it's, it's a very short match. What's your take on the way that All Elite Wrestling presents women's wrestling, especially on their television program? Um, I think they actually really need to work on it. Um, like you said, for Dynamite, uh, 
I think they had a perfect opportunity to uh, place their tag team tournament cup. They could have just did um, one or two matches a night. And I think that, you know, they should have put it on TV. So, I mean, they really have to do more with the women. And um, they've been saying they're going to do more. But, you know, you you might see it one episode and then it kind of goes away. Um, so they really have to do more with their women's division on Dynamite. You're a major wrestling fan, and you watch wrestling from all over the world. You've been watching wrestling for pretty much your entire life. I got to ask you this directly. The AEW women's wrestlers, that roster, do you feel that they're just not good enough to be featured on TV more than once a week? Oh, no. They have a great uh, roster of women. They have uh, a very diverse skill set. And, um, you know, they should definitely take advantage of the women that they have. And I know um, there were some issues with uh, wrestlers being international and with uh, the pandemic. But, I mean, I think that would be a perfect opportunity to try to sign uh, more wrestlers that are domestic. But they have – the talent is there. Um, I just think the opportunity hasn't been given so that these women can showcase. You you hear a lot of excuses, and the number one excuse – not only from AEW fans, but literally from the executives themselves, is it's still a new promotion. Give us time. I mean, you know, they've been around as a company for you know a little over twenty months now, almost almost two years. Um, do you feel that when it comes to presenting women equally, or or at least present them more than the way that they've been presented on that program, do you feel they need more time? to eventually get to that point? Um, I mean, I feel like if they were to take the same formula that they have for their uh, men and apply to their women, they wouldn't need much time. I mean, for example, if we had a storyline, I think that if we had a storyline with uh, Sheeta, who is the champion going right now, and then when it gets to a point where they start doing promos and, you know, video packages, I mean, if the men can get it, I feel like the women should also be given that opportunity as well. And I think that's all the women need is just time. And I mean, they're having a tag team tournament cup right now. They could at least let the women maybe, you know, do the drawings on TV and then have the match or, you know, cut a promo or something, but it's just kind of nothing. I mean, besides, I mean, Dr. Britt Baker, who is probably, she's been given, like, the best, like, character and character development and screen time, you know, and Big Swole is her rival. So I think that if they were to apply the men's formula to the women, that it would be good. Like, I, I, I think they need time to get to build the division with more women, but right now with the women that they have, they can also be doing things. You brought up their their tag team tournament, their women's tag team tournament. So they're going to crown the first ever AEW women's tag team champions. And this is something that, um, you know, AEW executive Brandy Rhodes, it's something that she said she came up with. And this was her response to people saying that there wasn't enough women's content, that the women weren't being treated right. But they, they're putting it on YouTube as its own separate web show, and they're not increasing the amount of women's content on AEW Dynamite, their television show. What 
is this about in your opinion? I mean, do you feel like Brandy Rhodes is being disregarded or, or is it just a situation where maybe folks are not pushing hard enough for the women's division? You know, I I can't really say because I haven't been able to talk to anyone there, but I mean, I feel like uh, being on YouTube can be good, but you know, why not? Like they didn't even really promote the YouTube, uh, the tournament on YouTube. Like they had a promo of the women and it was like coming soon, like this summer. And then the next week they do the drawing with uh, Nyla Rose and Ariane and then they kind of mentioned that it's on YouTube. But after that, we didn't really see any like commercial sort or any kind of like social media, like promotion. So I really think that, you know, they didn't, what kind of upsets me is that there wasn't even a lot of promotion for the tournament being on YouTube. And I kind of feel like if they were going to put it on YouTube, it should have been on AEW Dark and not like its own separate thing at the moment because, you know, I think it might be too early for that. Like, sure. it either should be on Dark or Dynamite. And, like, at the moment, like, that's it. And I don't know why it couldn't be on Dynamite. Like, I think that would have been so cool for the women to just get, you know, have the tournament on Dynamite. Each week we're waiting to find out who's going to win and who's going to move on. You know, one of the things that folks are f- keep pointing out is the fact that they're they're doing well in the quote-unquote ratings, these, these Nielsen TV ratings, which are outdated anyway. Um, but the argument is, well, they're doing well in the ratings, so why should they increase their women's content on TV? The ratings are well. What do you say to that? What, what do you think about that whole argument? So... Um, they're doing well and they can do better. I mean, I, that's uh, kind of going back to like DDT divas. That's one of the thing I noticed, like being a black woman who's a wrestling fan, people kind of overlook the women and you know, you, you kind of get overlooked and there are a lot of women fans of women's wrestling. There's also like, there's a lot of people in general, like who love women's wrestling. And if they can like, can, like they're doing well, but they can do better. You know, like they can do even better than what they're doing if they invest into their women's division. They claim that women will be paid equally to those who are on their level. Now, I asked Cody Rhodes directly on Twitter, what is an entry level wrestler in AEW? And I gave an example. I asked, you know, somebody like Jungle Boy or Wardlow who are two of the least experienced contracted wrestlers in the company, were they brought in at a rate, or or rather, is there any woman other than Brandy Rhodes who's getting paid less than them, than Wardlow and Jungle Boy, literally two of the least experienced wrestlers on the roster? So you have folks like Nyla Rhodes and Big Swole and Allie. These are people who have been on television. These are people who, who have more matches under their belt. These are people who have far more experience. Are they getting paid less than these younger guys? And, you know, Cody avoided the question at first. Eventually, he said, I told you before, man. Yeah, yeah, they're getting paid the same. It's not a problem, man. Do you think that's actually true? Because if, if somebody's getting featured on TV more, and being presented as a star more, and their stock is being built up more. 
do you really think that somebody who is being featured less is getting paid the same? I mean, I can't really say that, that unless I see like the um some data or <laughs> some pay stubs or something. So I can't really say because I don't know how their system works and you know if people are getting paid a like salary or you know. So I can't really speak to that. But what does your brain tell you if if I'm being featured more than you on TV? Do you think it makes sense for you to get paid as much as me? I mean, I would think that you might get like a bonus or something, but I don't know like about like the salary, like if there's like a salary for just how many years you've been working or, you know, the setup of how they run their company. Well, I'm going to tell you what I think. And and folks, you know how I am. I just call it like it is. I think Cody Rhodes is, is not being truthful. I think he's being less than truthful. Although I do think that he's being creative with the they they have not defined what a quote unquote entry level wrestler is in AEW because they have a lot of folks who wrestle in the company who are not actually under contract. So because of that, are they are they talking about these folks who they use? And most of these folks that we're talking about are people of color, by the way. Right. If you're a black male singles wrestler, you can bet. You can you can be featured in AEW, but you're going to get beat up every week. <laughs> That's just the way it's going to be, right? With very few exceptions. Um, but I, I just don't believe that these men are getting paid the same as the women. I think they're definitely getting paid more because their market value is being presented as being more valuable because they're on TV more often. I mean, goodness gracious, Darby Allen. You know how many main events this guy has been in? Darby Allen. Right. We don't know any women in AEW who've been in the main event in AEW, but Darby Allen is, is, is he's been in at least three or four of them already. How does that make sense? Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt and these guys, they've been in the main event, Wardlow. Right. And yet you have experienced women. Who. If they get one match this week, you may not see them for another month on AEW Dynamite. It's just embarrassing. We're talking to the CEO of DDT Divas, the smooth operator, Sade. Now, something new was, was announced over the past uh, six weeks or so, and it's finally starting to pick up now. Um, AEW Heels. What do you know about this, this Heels program? And, and from your impression, what, what do you think this thing is? So um, I have seen a lot of people's reaction on Twitter and, and Facebook groups. And, um, you know, I think it's a good idea, but it was the it, it came out like it was just bad timing. Like it came out at a bad time. They announced it at a bad time. Um, I mean, we have to remember that AEW is a company, so they're going to want to make money and they're going to come up with any idea they can to make money. And, um, you know, it's, I mean, I can, to go into more details, I think the idea is really cool because, I mean, I don't see the difference between paying to meet someone at a Comic-Con or now with, because of the pandemic, there are vir- these virtual Comic-Cons and you like kind of Zoom with people. Um, nor do I see the difference between, you know, paying for a cameo. So I kind of like the idea, but I think it's bad timing because one, um, 
the cost is $50 and we're in a pandemic and there are a lot of people who may be out of work who would love to take part of it, but they cannot. So maybe if they decided to come up with some kind of like pricing tier or pricing levels and, and whatnot, that'll be cool. And I also think that because of their women's division um, not being used to its full potential, it's kind of a bad idea at the moment to come out with this fan club. But, I mean, I also feel like it could, like, they have to make sure that the language is correct and they do not, like, make people who are non-binary or gender fluid, like, they have to make sure they don't make uh, those people not feel welcome in the club. So, I mean, those are the only issues I see with it. Besides, like, those couple things, I feel like it's a good idea. You know, you just brought up a very good point there. Um, The AEW Heels program, just to recap here, folks, it is an exclusive club where you pay a fee of somewhere around $49 per year. And in return, you get exclusive content like... um, web seminars hosted by Brandy Rhodes and, you know, things that focus and center around women empowerment within the wrestling community, which, as Sade just said, that's a great concept in theory. But in execution, this is kind of a mess here. First of all, I'm not convinced that Brandy Rhodes is someone that should be running something like that when her voice has clearly not been heard in the very company that she's an executive in. So I'm going to start there. I I don't understand who she's going to direct on how to be empowered and things like that when she can't even get more than one women's match uh, on AEW Dynamite. And I'm saying that in that manner because I hope that Brandy Rhodes is not one of those people who are saying we don't need more than one women's match on AEW Dynamite. I don't know of her to be that kind of person, so I'm going to assume that this is out of her control. So I'm not really sure if she she should be leading any charge in that regard when the company's already disregarding her, at least not under their guise. If she was doing her own thing, that would be something a little different. So let me start there. Um, But this this notion that women – in particular, because this is exclusive to women. And you have to be a woman in order to be invited into this thing, or at least allowed to pay money in order to be into this thing. But the idea that women have to pay a fee to get content that the men are getting for free consistently is just mind boggling to me. I just don't understand that. But beyond that, how the hell do they determine who is and who isn't a woman? Yeah, see, that's where I think that they need to, like, adjust the language, Um, you know, and as the content, I mean, I don't know what kind of content, when they say exclusive content, I mean, if they mean, like, a personalized message from, like, a wrestler or, like, um, I, you know, those are the things that I'm thinking that are things that we, like, people can pay for because you do it you have like it's happened before like i i'm a person who go to comic con like i love comic cons and i pay money to get an autograph from a wrestler and i get to talk to him when i get that autograph and i pay money for the photo and you know the cameos i haven't done cameo yet but you know some people do and you pay the money you know some wrestlers charge you know $80 some people up to like 400 you know $300 so you're paying to get a message from them so I feel like it's a good idea but it needs a lot of work and also I I don't think they should try to market um 
like their selling point shouldn't be like it's a safe you know community because the community should be safe for free but if they want to market like you know getting to interact with the wrestlers getting you know autographs and like special like merch like customized merch and things like that i think that's totally fine that's cool well, you just brought up another great point because that's exactly what they've done. They've marketed it as a, a safe space, a safe community for women wrestling fans of AEW in particular to be able to interact. And Brandy has given examples. She said it's not going to be wrestling content. It's going to be other types of focuses like her leading focus groups and discussion groups and things of that nature, which again, just bizarre to me. Um, but why... Do you, Shaw Day, have to pay AEW 50 bucks in order to have a safe space, quote unquote, to listen to Brandy Rhodes and other folks talk about empowerment? I, I don't understand that when they have a, a company with a guy like Jimmy Havoc, who was accused of some pretty serious things like sexual assault, and they sent him to rehab. And now he's back. So can you really talk to me about a safe space for women when you have talent on your roster with those kind of issues and you let them back? I just, I don't, I don't get it. I'm confused. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. Like they shouldn't set like, okay. So from my background, I, uh, I understand like the whole like membership thing and associations, you know, like you pay for a membership, you know, to be a part of association or group, you know, like NABJ, you pay, you're a member, you get like benefits. So I'm, I mean, I'm totally fine. Like with that, you know? Um, but you know, if it's like, if you're marketing a safe space, then maybe like, that's not cool. But if you're marketing, like, interaction with, like, wrestlers, like, your women's division, that's fine. You know, like, like I said, there are things out there, like, people do it anyway. Like, that's not a new idea. And, like, paywalls or content isn't new either. But, like, I want to know what kind of content. Is it, like, you know what I mean? Like, is it a, you know, exclusive, like, customizable interview? Like, do I get to, like, join and, you know, talk to a wrestler to interview a wrestler, you know, things like that. Or, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I, I want more information from them. I want them to break it down and tell me like, you know, is this like more like a fan club or is it more like a, you know, subscription kind of, you know, like the subscription boxes, like you pay and you every other month or every month you receive a, a box or something or some merchandise or some kind of like content, you know, like, I just, you know, I, I don't want them to, like, try to sell. Like, I'm not cool with them selling a safe space. But if it is safe and they want to make it a safe, you know, space, that's cool. But I don't think you should have to pay to, like, you know, feel safe. Like, that should not be the, like, huge marketing point. Like, I want, honestly, I want to be able to interact with the wrestlers. I want, like, merchandise, things like that if I join, like, a membership group. And I'm cool with like the seminars, I guess. I, I would expect they would bring someone in, else in. But I mean, you pay for content. But, you know, that's why I say like it's a good idea, but it needs some work. Like it just needs some work. And I think it'll be really cool if they, you know, listen to people and pick up on some of the feedback and, you know, just go from there. Well, I, I tell you, I, I think they've had a, a pretty poor track record in regard to listening to people and the feedback and what have you. I mean, 
we force them to respond to some of these things, like the lack of black male singles wrestlers in AEW. They they respond and say, oh, hey, hey, wait, we got some things in the pipeline, and we know that we have a problem that we have to solve here, and we're going we're gonna to get there. Don't worry. We're going to get there. This is something that they said back in December. Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes and what have you. Even Cody Rhodes said, I don't know why there aren't more black male singles wrestlers in the business, which was just a slap in the face. Because what that revealed is that not only did he not take the time to, to actually look for and recruit black male singles wrestlers, but nobody on his staff was doing that either and made him aware. So that was a little embarrassing. Um, but since then, they have added black male singles wrestlers. I'm not, I'm not sure if any of them are under contract other than R- Ricky Starks, by the way, since December. I don't know if they've signed any black male singles wrestlers under official contract, but they have had black male singles wrestlers wrestling and getting the living daylights beat out of them every single week on dark, sometimes on dynamite, uh, it just treated like anything but what you would consider a star in pro wrestling. And I'm not saying that wins and losses have to matter, but I'm sorry, but AEW told me that wins and losses matter. So when I look at a guy... You can you could pick any one of them up, you know what I mean. But it just it boggles my mind that that's how black male singles wrestlers are treated. And then when we turn around, we look at the way the entire women's division is treated. It's like I don't even know where to begin to to file my complaints because the whole thing is just a big pile of mess. It's just a mess, and you you don't expect that from a company that probably paid AOC to give them positive press talking about how di- how they get diversity and all these other nonsensical things. I mean, in, in your opinion, Day, do you feel that the way that they've presented their product, especially on TV, I really focused on that. Do you feel that they've done enough to be able to claim that they're so diverse? I mean, I don't think they can say they're, they are so diverse, but I do see the diversity, but I do, the difference is I see the diversity, but I see it lacking for black representation. Like yeah, I, they have, I call a you lack know, of equity, what I call a lack of equity, right? Yeah. So, it, but it's, they do have a diverse roster. Like they have some talented, uh, Japanese wrestlers, they have talented uh, Puerto Rican wrestlers, they have talented, um, just, just let's just say Latinx wrestlers. So like, you know, but they, I feel like they can do better. It's good, but you can do better. And I think the weakest point is the black representation in the men's division. The women, um, I mean, the women, they have big, what, Big Swole, Nyla Rose, Brandy, Awesome Kong. So, I mean, they can still do better there, but and Big Swole is, like, on TV. Uh, she's one of the women who do get some TV time, you know. But um, And Brandy. Uh, Brandy is in a good spot. But, you know, I do think that there is diversity and there can be more diversity. There, like, there's never a point where you can say that's enough, like, diversity and inclusion. Like, but they can definitely do better. What are your thoughts on the way that they've presented Sonny Kiss? Because, you know, it's, it's really interesting when you take a look at Sonny Kiss. You know, here, here's this talented 
incredible, incredibly built wrestler. I mean, if you were going to build a prototype for a wrestler, especially in 2020, you got somebody that has a, a, a background and clearly there's some kind of gymnastics or cheerleading or something, just incredible shape, quick, agile, educated, so can cut a great promo, has a has a great entrance. You know, there's it's just it's fabulous and flamboyant and bright. People can see what's going on here. It's not boring. It's not dull. Sunny Kiss has all the tools. And oh, by the way, part of the LGBTQ plus community, which can never have enough people on TV, enough representation, because you know there's somebody out there who can tune in and say, wow. Finally, somebody who represents me, I want to be like that. If I see that person there, that means I can be that as well. So Sonny Kiss just has all the intangibles, and yet they barely do anything with the guy. What do you think about this? Yeah, I feel like they need to do more with uh, Sonny. Um, Sonny is the future. He's also like the now, the present. Um, He had a really great match with uh, Cody on Dynamite. Um, it seems like they're doing some tag team stuff with him and Joey Janela because they had the promo on TV, which I thought was a really cool promo. Uh, well, vignette. It was a vignette of them, like, at the gas station, and, like, they're fighting these guys. But, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like they can do so much with uh, Sonny. And um, it looks like they're doing tag teams. Like, I think AEW is really going down the, like, heavy tag team route. Like, there's so many tag teams. So, um, but definitely, Sonny is the future, and He's the president, actually, too. He's a star. For sure. For sure. And it just it's a bizarre way to present. You, you have a diamond there, and you're treating the diamond like it's a wood chip. And I, I just I don't get it. Because it's not as if they're, they're doing it. You have a guy like Scorpio Sky, another black male wrestler. You put him in a trio. Okay. Well, you know, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a tag team wrestler. He's a, he's a trios wrestler. Well, no, Christopher Daniels, who I have a lot of respect and admiration for, by the way, Christopher Daniels had more singles matches than Scorpio Sky for the first year. So it's not as if you couldn't have put Scorpio Sky in a position where he had more singles matches. You just chose not to. And there's no lack of talent there. There's no lack of, of promo ability. You saw that promo he just did the other night on Dark. Mm-hmm. This, this, Scorpio Sky is another one. Incredible body. Incredible body. Prototype of what a wrestler should look like, you would assume. And yet, they have slow poked their way with everything with him. And every single time he gets an inch, they pull it back. Okay? He had a little program with Jericho for a very short amount of time, which happened because we kept putting the pressure on AEW, by the way. Make no mistake about that out there, folks. It's because of the pressure we put on them that they took a black male wrestler and put him in the ring with the, with the champ, right? And then it's, after that happened, we had nothing else from him until recently. Nothing else. He was back being, doing tag teams and, and, and doing basically nothing. So now suddenly he's going to challenge Cody Rhodes for the TNT Championship, right? Another cold match. No real storyline behind it. Just a cold match again. Is this what we want I mean, I feel like Scorpio Sky is getting the slow build. Like, for some reason, I mean, me personally, I think it's just a slow, like, you know, 
bill because he was like one half of the tag team champs and so i feel like he had the match with jericho and what they're trying to do now i mean i could be wrong is that you know he was there and he dropped off and then they sent him to dark and he's like what is he undefeated on dark like he's been winning on dark like every week and now he's back to challenge cody and um i noticed something too about the tnt uh championship i feel like there's not much like story going it's just kind of like an open challenge kind of thing like people challenge and they defend but i definitely think scorpio sky has a future and i feel like it's coming soon i do feel like it might be a slow build but he'll have his time well i sure hope so because again that's just a talented talented person scorpio sky who deserves a lot more than what he's been given i mean you look at a situation where he gets a slow build but guys like Darby Allen and Jungle Boy and Wardlow, they don't they don't get a slow build. They're just out there being presented as the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right? It it just it boggles my mind. It really boggles my mind. And there's nobody on the face of the earth who's going to look at Jungle Boy or Darby Allen and then look at Scorpio Sky and say, I'm gonna pick anybody but Scorpio Sky. It's just not gonna happen. Right? That he's he looks like a wrestler. I mean, I, I'm not one to say, like, someone doesn't look like a wrestler because I feel like anyone who wrestles looks like a wrestler. Um, like, I feel like his time is now, though. I feel like he, like, he, I feel like all three of those guys can be champion, to be honest. But I do want to see Scorpio Sky, and I feel like the slow bill will help people, you know, relate to him more, and I think it'll help him get over more. Um you know, like, a, I think they're going for, like, kind of, like, the underdog story. That's what it feels like to me. Like, he's the underdog, and he's going to, you know, win. Can you, can you imagine a guy in that kind of shape with the amount of experience that he has who's been on WWE TV needs to be an underdog in any story? It just, it, it's just fascinating. It's fascinating. I mean, wrestling companies love their uh, underdog story. I mean, I, I felt that way about Daniel Bryan, too. Like, I felt like because of his work outside of WWE, he should not have been put in that whole, like, underdog-like story. But, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Bryan was the smallest guy in the company, so you can understand him being an underdog. <laughs> you know, it See, I don't, I don't look at size. Like, I, 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 I think anyone who's a wrestler can be a champion. Like, like it's skill-based and not, like, size. I know a lot of people do say, like, oh, like, that person is small. But I, I'm more of a, like you know, the skill-based kind of person. Like, if you're a wrestler and you're skilled, you can do it. There it is. Sade, <laughs> she, the, the glass is always half full with her. That's for sure, folks. You can count on that much. That's right. Hey, let me ask you something here. When you take a look at the other wrestling programs, you have Impact Wrestling on Access TV, you have Raw, you have SmackDown, you have um, NXT. These are all the top wrestling programs on American television other than AEW Dynamite, every single one of those other wrestling programs, for the most part, there are some exceptions here and there, but for the most part, nine times out of 10, there's going to be multiple women's matches and segments on their programs. Two hours, three hours, doesn't matter. Even NWA Power, and they were running every week, one-hour program, you'd get multiple women's matches more often than not. When you see something like that, does it make you wonder what's going on with AEW and why they only give us one women's match per week? 
Uh, yeah, it does. Um, I mean, I like you just said, like I'm a glass half full kind of person. Like I, it makes me wonder, and it makes me like wonder why they won't do it. Do they, you know, what what's called stopping them from doing it? And I, that's all I want to know. Like, what's stopping you? Like, what's stopping AEW from doing it? And I think they can do it. And um, I don't think it's that big of a risk to like do the two matches, like you know, like people love women's wrestling. Like people love women's wrestling. For sure. I mean, you got women main eventing pay-per-views, <laughs> main eventing television programs like Raw and SmackDown and NXT. You know, you got women who were champions in, in uh, Impact, literally mm-hmm. the world champion, the number one champion in the company. And to be honest, I think Impact has is my favorite like women's division like out of like Impact WWE and um, AEW. I feel like WWE. I feel like AEW might need the WWE treatment. And what I mean is that they might need a hashtag because it took WWE a while to get to that point too. Like people had to do the give divas a chance hashtag for them to realize just how important women's wrestling is. And I'm wondering if that's what's going to happen to AEW is that people are going to have to give them the hashtag treatment and get on social media and, you know, demand that they give their women a chance. Well, it's already started. I mean, I've seen the hashtag AEW women deserve better. Uh, AEW women deserve more. These hashtags are already going around. So you're right. This is building. But I want to challenge you on something here. Why does the woke company, the new kid on the block, the modern company, the alternative that's going to shake up the industry, that's going to respect women's wrestling and treat women equally, and that's going to do away with all that old stuff and, and give us what we really want. Why would that company need a hashtag? Isn't this the sort of thing that they claimed they were going to give us from the beginning? See, I never really got that kind of vibe from them, but I'm like that with everybody because I know um, – people say they're going to be diverse and inclusive and they're, they don't like, they're so like, I'm sure you realize like, like a couple months ago, um, all these companies were putting out these statements, black lives matter and, you know, diversity inclusion. But I guarantee if you looked at their leadership and their staff, there probably weren't like that many black people on staff, especially in a leadership position. So I feel like nowadays people do try to sell like the whole uh, inclusive and, inclusivity and like diversity kind of points but you know but i never really got that from AEW. i i got like they're going to be the, the alternative but i don't know maybe it's just me because i'm like skeptical of like all things like of at least of companies i'm skeptical of companies who say they're going to be diverse and inclusive for sure for sure and, and again you know everything that i'm saying is what they told us that we were going to get from them so this is what confuses me. If you tell me you're, you're going to give me burgers, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you a burger every single day. It's going to be burgers, man. This is what we do. We believe in burgers. You're going to get burgers. Don't worry. It's unlike these other places. We're giving you burgers. We're modern. It's all about the burger. Okay, good. You got me hooked, man. I like burgers. I'm showing up. I want a burger. Every time I show up, you don't give me burgers. You give me one burger, and then you give me a whole pile of hot dogs. 
And it's like, okay, it happens the first week. Okay. Then it happens the next week. Then it happens for a whole year. Then here we are almost two years later and I'm still just getting one burger, not burgers, plural. I'm getting one burger every time I show up and a whole pile of hot dogs. And then when I ask you, hey, man, where's the burgers? Didn't you say you were going to give me burgers? I'm not even asking you for as many burgers as hot dogs yet. I'm just asking you for more than one burger. Well, 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 wait a second. You don't get it, man. You don't understand. We need time and we're new and we need time. And, and, and how, how dare you? You know, we give you burgers down the street. Why are you asking for burgers here? Even though this is our number one most profitable restaurant. Come on, man. You're just being negative. This, this is what they do, right? This is what they do. And, and they can't handle the criticism of them not delivering on what they market. Yeah, they really need to. Um, I mean, this is like a, a PR kind of thing. And I say that, you know, from working in PR, they uh, definitely need to try to go through some things and see what should be done and what's necessary. And I mean... You know, a lot of stuff happened this year with the pandemic, but hopefully they can get on track. And I think the hashtag will probably, you know, I'm hoping the hashtag will get them on track and it'll shake it up, you know. Tell me if, if, if I'm wrong here, Sade. I feel very uncomfortable, personally, blaming Brandy Rhodes for most of these issues. And, and even with the PR stuff. Now, she presented herself as the PR professional for the company. She's in charge of PR. She has a degree in PR. She's somebody who worked in media for a number of years before she came into wrestling. So she has the experience. She has experience, the education. She has it all. She is PR. And yet, their press releases have been terrible. The the way that they have marketed one thing and delivered something else has been terrible. Just the whole, like you said, they need some help in their PR area. And I, I've talked to a lot of professionals, a lot of, you know, trade professionals who focus on the TV industry and, and sports and all these other things. And they've all complained about the, the lack of quality PR coming out of that company. Um, but am I wrong for saying that I just don't believe that it's, it's, on her shoulders. I feel like she's not empowered to do the things that she's more qualified than anybody else in the company to do. I mean, it's never really just the PR person. It's always like, you know, people above the PR people. Um, and I mean, I do feel like people are kind of on her a lot. Like, I feel like people are on her more than they are. Um, the owner, Tony Khan. Um, I feel like Brandy gets it and I feel like she's going to get it more because she is a woman and she's black and, you know, um, but, you know, sometimes the way it's handled, like this, like the press releases to me aren't really horrible, but what like stands out is, you know, not cool is some of the, you know, tweets to like some of the fans and the fan criticism, you know, that's what kind of sticks out to me. Um, but I don't think it's just her. And I do think a lot of people kind of pile on Brandy a lot. And I kind of feel like some of it is just because she's a woman and she's black. But, you know, not all of it. But sometimes there are some people that, but yeah, she she's going to, if she's the PR person, she's probably going to get most of the criticism. 
and, and I, you know, I, I'm on the record saying this both on the show and on Twitter and on Facebook, and I'll say it again. I do not believe Brandy Rhodes is being empowered to carry out the job that she's the most qualified to do, that she's responsible for doing, and that she would do a great job in if she actually were allowed to completely do her job. I, and just like you said, I feel like when you have a president who thinks they know more than they do, even though they're working in an industry that they have no experience in. You and I have just as much experience as he does, which is nothing (laughs) because we never ran a wrestling promotion before. Um, When you have that kind of leadership, it's very difficult to get things done because you also have all these other underlying layers. Like you said, Um, you know, she's a black woman, not just a woman. She's a black woman. So, is she being disregarded when she brings up some of these issues like, well, guys, you know, we're, we're really beating all the black men a lot. Can we, can we find a way to kind of clean this up or balance this off a little bit? Oh, Hey, 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 don't turn this into race or guys, you know, can, should we, should we feature more women's matches? I mean, you know, there was really no reason for us not to, we got some talented women on the roster. Oh, oh, oh that's what the other show was for. I feel like she's being, her legs are being cut before she can even start running. And unfortunately, because she's the head of PR, because she was so loud and proud to, to point out all her duties as an executive, right? We, this is just what we have. I mean, I'm rooting for her. I like, I like, honestly, I watch AEW. Like most of the people around me actually watch AEW, like family and friends. They love it. Like I know people who, only watch AEW now. So I'm actually rooting for Brandy, you know. I hope she she does well, you know. Cause she did I mean, is she like one of the first and few like um black women to hold like a position like that in wrestling? That's what AEW claims. I don't know if that's true or not. Um I have not done the research to confirm that, but that's what they claim. So I, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and say that's probably true, but I don't know that to be true. I mean who knows? Who knows? I, but I, here's what I'll say to all this, just to bring this home for a second here. I am rooting for the concept of a wrestling company to come in and to provide the things that are missing from WWE. And I feel like, unfortunately, Impact Wrestling and NXT, which is technically a WWE property, I feel like they do far more in terms of getting away from the traditional WWE style than what AEW does, despite the fact that AEW has exclusively marketed themselves as being an alternative. I mean, I see like AEW does some things differently. I mean, like they have that wins and losses and you go online, you can look it up. Now, I don't know how effective that is and, you know, how they use it to book probably you know it could be probably better but i do see them doing slightly different things um but yeah they they do still do some traditional things like there's some differences but it's also very traditional as well i I don't understand how wins and losses matter when you have people with losing records who can get championship matches that that would tell me that wins and losses don't matter at all right if if i'm number two or number or number three the guy who's number five or number 10 should not be getting a championship match. 
right? Yeah, I think they need to like uh, clear up that how their ranking system work. Is it like, like how exactly are these wrestlers ranked, and why are they in these spots? Like, I feel like there's a lot of like explanation that needs to be like that needs to happen, you know, for people to understand like why why does this ranking matter? Why do um, a record matter? You know, why does wins and losses matter? You know, how do you make their you know they have like the weekly ranking like how do you get on that list you know there's some work to be done i think they have a foundation but there's some work to be done and that's with everything in life there's always more work to be done for sure for sure let everybody know once again please sade if they want to check out ddt divas not only the website but all the social media they want to get in touch with you I know recently you, you've started really ramping up and you, you're doing more interviews and things of that nature too, which is really, really cool. And a lot of people in the wrestling industry listen to this show. So please let everybody know how they can reach you and check out all your stuff. So um, the website is www.ddtdivas.com and social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And it's just ddtdivas.com. I'm sorry, DDT Divas. Um, so the ha- the handle is the same on Twitter, DDT Divas, Facebook, DDT Divas, Instagram, DDT Divas. And also there's a Discord. So if you want to join like the Discord chat, that's cool. So Her name is Sade. She is the smooth operator over at DDT Divas. Thank you once again for coming back and educating me on my own show, Sade. <laughs> you're welcome i i enjoy having uh chats with you it's always cool you see that folks she enjoys having chats with me sade is one of the few people on the face of the earth that will admit that she enjoys having chats with the duke that's right that's right because you'll get you'll get heat for that you know the, these aew fans and these wwe fans anytime i start pointing out the truth and the facts of what's wrong with these companies their fans get all upset, and then they start yelling at me online and cussing me. One of these days, I'm going to read some of the, the private messages I get. I got so many people who give me their personal addresses and, and demand that I meet them there for a fight, including some people who work in, in wrestling media, which is very odd, by the way. Some of you guys need to take it easy there. You know who I'm talking about. Take it easy. I'm praying for you. They're going to get upset about that, too, that I'm praying for them. But anyways, folks, I just want to say, If you have a voice and you care about something, please use it. Be the voice for those who can't speak up. We're living during a pandemic where employment is very tough and pro wrestling is already a very finicky business when it comes to employment. The power is 100% in the hands of the promotion. If you can speak up on behalf of these wrestlers, if you can point out that women deserve a, a better shake than what they're receiving, that people of color and, and you know, black male wrestlers in particular deserve a better shake than what they're receiving. If, if you can use your voice to bring these facts up and keep the pressure on to help bring about change, then you're doing a major service. I can't tell you how many wrestlers reach out and thank me and thank others for speaking up on their behalf. And they can't publicly say anything because they might get blackballed or fired or God knows what. But they appreciate when people are genuinely sticking up for them and saying enough is enough, treat them better. Because who doesn't want to be treated better in their place of employment? 
Why would I ever feel like I deserve that and no one else does? That's ridiculous. So please use your voice, support pro wrestling like you claim you do by speaking up on behalf of the wrestlers, please. That's right. I want to thank Shaw Day at DDT Divas once again. One of my favorites, man. And you heard why. She's fantastic. Puts me in my place, but she's fantastic. That's right. Okay, folks, I'm going to get out of here. Join us next week. I have another great guest. Until then, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. I'm really going to stir up the AEW faithful like I always do. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.